Welcome to the next episode, the next volume. Here we are with Metallica's Ride the Lightning, album number two, uh, taking you back to or forward to, if you've listened to our previous episode, Kill Em All, go back and check it out. But 1984, uh, Ride the Lightning was released, the sophomore album and not quite so sophomoric from Metallica. Uh, one of the most influential thrash metal albums of all time, I think. Um, there's definitely not a lot of uh, debate in terms of influence here. I think that this is definitely a uh, you know a one of a kind. So super excited to get into it. Got Alex, got Chris, got Kevin here, and I am Mark, and we're ready to go live with some new voice drops. Hope you enjoy it because this show is getting its legs underneath uh, uh, you know ours, and maybe maybe we'll take flight one of these uh, one of these shows and. And uh, really bring you some great content. It's a show of opinions, and it's a show of some of the greatest artists that ever set the stage and lit the sky. Welcome again to Ride the Lightning, and I am going to start out, actually, Chris, you're going to start out. Tell me, Metallica's Ride the Lightning, out of 10, what's your score? Just a number. Uh, 8.5. That's way up there. Yeah. Uh, You know, Chris, I'm going to have to agree with you. I am also going to go uh, 8.5. Alex? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to have to be around there. 8, 8.5. Let me let me stick with 8 for now. It, it could bump up by the end of the episode, but definitely an improvement over episode 1, I think. Sure. Go us out, Kevin. Uh, I am going to give this a big jump up from my last album. and I'm going to give this an 8. Okay. High expectations as we head into the track by track. Let's talk uh, Fight Fire with Fire. Let's get started. Boy, that's just a, a great starter. And, you know, we've talked a lot in Van Halen. Uh, and I, you know, these discography discussions have really brought out my lyrical listening, where in the past I might not have been such a lyrics guy. Um, but I have started to become a fan of killer album opening lyrics. When the whole band comes in, we get do unto us as they've done to you. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Good job. Good. good step up, you know, from some of the que- more questionable parts of, uh, um, you know, last uh, uh, album and uh, Whiplash, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. I think we're going to, I think this sets the tone here for a bit better of a, a musical, a lyrical journey from Metallica. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, funny enough, though, um, yeah, the, especially, I know Kevin didn't play the intro, but the clean acoustic intro. 
I felt like compared to some of their later songs that incorporated that idea, I didn't feel that it. I felt like this the intro was more of a, almost like a separate piece. It didn't really gel in like uh, like you see later on. Like, uh, well, I'll wait until we discuss Master of Puppets and Justice. Well, but let uh, me jump in there because I want to yeah. make a comment on that too, and yeah. and how just the uniqueness of the instrumentation of a twelve-string guitar, perhaps. I mean, let me play it yeah. back. You guys hear this? Yeah. yeah. I mean that's so clean and clear. I mean, oh, it is. Not- it, it, it sounds. You know what this reminds me of, Kevin? You might know. You might have thought this, but this doesn't sound like. In the river, across the mountain. <laughs> you sound like John Anderson. <laughs> What's he doing on a Metallica? And then it's. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Like what happened to John Anderson? I, I, wish, I, love how, I get a, I just let's just post a video of Mark you doing I, 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 that I, 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 I love how your camera almost like fell over it was like shaking from all the yeah, from all the, the energy there uh, not, and I want I, I mean, to emphasize I know that's, that's, yeah. it's not Judas Priest but like it's it's as no. good as it gets really no I no I I agree yeah my my I didn't say I didn't like the intro as far as the musicality I just felt as far as its lead into the the heavier stuff I thought wasn't as but again this is they're, this is the opener of the next record, uh, coming from a record that was very stripped down, and now you've got, okay, well, we're going to start incorporating more melodic, more kind of unconventional kind of musical instruments. Uh, still very cool. It shows, well, okay, that's that's sophisticated. You didn't, you weren't hearing that on any early 80s Slayer or... Uh, and it was funny, yeah, the, uh, the the riffing in here reminded me of, of early Slayer, but just much heavier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, Slayer, I mean, especially in 83, 84, I mean, we're very, like, that typical early 80s era, like, martial production. Yeah, just very tinny, mm-hmm. very kind of, uh, where Metallica, yeah, I don't know what they did, but they kind of brought it up a little bit. Uh, and you also start to see, uh, and pretty much right out of the bat, um, you have the counterpoint between James and Kirk as far as the uh, soloing over each other in different octaves, uh, which I know they kind of made that a, uh, a staple. Um, I know Maiden kind of did that, but yeah, but uh, James and Kirk kind of took it in their own unique direction, which I always kind of appreciated. Um, I have to say though, uh, one more p- uh, point: uh, the lyrical delivery, not not the the, the, oh, the one part that Mark was talking about. That was kind of a great, <laughs> a great way to open the record. But I, throughout the whole song, I thought the yeah the lyrical delivery and the uh, just was kind of I don't know. It just didn't. Out of all the songs on this record, it didn't. It's a bit belchy. It is a little uh, bit, yeah. Uh, exactly, uh, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, and it's 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 pretty much the the only time on here that you really see him doing that kind of like meat and potatoes kind of like metal vocal. Yeah. Uh, Maybe one more but, point uh, here in front of Kevin. Yeah. I might throw out yeah. a bold idea and <laughs> yeah. say that this chorus could have been cut and just give me a straight rager. Yeah. There we go. Let's drop that. Yeah. Reminded me of idea. King Diamond a little bit too. They had that kind of. Yeah, I say cut uh, the chorus. Yeah. And just I, keep I actually. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna disagree with the bold idea. I like the chorus in this. It switches mm-hmm. it up a little bit. But I, I I understand where you're coming from. Uh, the the thing I appreciate most about this song is the level of maturity that we get right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have oh, the yeah. Yeah. acoustic guitar intro. You know, you know, you can love it as much or or you know not love it as much, whatever. But it's there. You have the harmonized guitar parts that Chris was talking about. You have these. These layers that it's it's taking what they did before and giving it so much depth and w- without losing the aggression and I think that's what oh, really yeah, no, stands yeah. out to me like as as you just hit play on this album. 
Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with that as well. I mean, what an opening track. And I could see why Mark would like this one, because, you know, if you kind of venture back to our Van Halen podcast, they had some questionable intro tracks. And I know Mark was always <laughs> yeah. a fan of just kicking the door down right out of the gate. And even though it does sort of open up with that slow 12-string intro, it's just balls out, you know, pedal down right into that sort of opening thrash riff, which is really cool. And honestly, this was a song for a long time that uh, I didn't really care for that much, uh, just because, I don't know, I, again, like Kill 'Em All, I really focused on the singles here. And this is actually one where the one time I saw Metallica in 09 at Allstate, they actually played this. And I think reading on it, they had only played the song in Chicago, like three times or something before that. So definitely more of a deep cut on the record, but one that I've really come to appreciate over the years. Uh, one thing I've always wondered is, you know, they didn't put out any singles prior to the album drop from what I know. I might be wrong on that, but according to the Wikipedia, I don't think they really chose a single till after the record was dropped. So I always wonder like, you know, a Metallica fan putting this record on for the first time, first song, opening up with 12 string, and everybody's like, what the hell is going on Give it, give it a minute, wait, hold on. Give it a minute, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boom, it just kicks the door down. And and that that guitar tone is so heavy. I mean, I know we kind of commented a little bit on the guitar tone on, on Kill Em All, but this one, the mids are there. It's a lot more yeah. woofy and heavy. And yeah, it just the vibe on this record is really cool and eerie. And uh, I've definitely dug this album a lot more listening to it over the past few days so cool yeah, cool we haven't, done, we haven't done one of these in a while but maybe i'll throw out a quick poll here um sure. to that uh 30 second intro is it better would that be better as a more maybe a little bit more expanded maybe a minute 30 and deeper in the album maybe uh you know track six or seven i, I, I don't know mm, go ahead yes or no. uh yeah maybe a little bit I th again i still think it should be its own separate little piece i think i think it should still proceed um uh fight fire with fire i just think it i don't know it just like yeah my biggest problem with it is just the flow into the heaviness uh i thought wasn't as and again they, they they did it better later on uh but here i thought it just seems like they're kind of experimenting with the with the clean kind of more musical elements of, of yeah sounds of, sure. a, of a guitar versus what kind of what they've been doing yeah previously and i think here Kevin, do you it, keep it or do you it wasn't fully realized i say leave it as is mm -hmm. alex yeah i would i would agree i, I actually don't mind how it flo flows in. it kind of takes you by surprise and okay that volume swell into it with the cymbal mm -hmm. swell is kind of cool so yeah i'm cool with it I think I'm more on Chris's side, where it would be better as its own developed piece, and uh, it is kind of a generic transition, but can't argue with success. It's a six-time platinum album, so who am I yeah. to say? Let's move on. <laughs> yes, uh, let's ride the lightning.
Yeah, I know you didn't play it, but yeah, the uh, the intro to the song is probably one of the most kind of definitive kind of of the more heavier styles of metal. I mean, that are out there. It kind of set the. It's almost like a call to arms. They were kind of like the skies open. Up. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. You got you got the demons flying out of the. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Uh, it's just such a. Again, in an album that definitely takes things to the next level. That's one of many examples on here. Um, yeah, it's funny. On all these songs, I mean, because again, yeah, this album just really, I just forgot it and it's, as a whole, just how great it is. I have a lot of marked points here. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, everything from the solo to the, and it's funny, the the vocals do kind of remind me a little bit of Kill 'Em All. Uh, a little bit of kind of more of that high screeching James. Mm -hmm. uh, but but again, with the musicality, uh, you kind of, you know, holds it together. It's got a little, yeah, the rawness kind of works here. Yeah. You know, uh, with this this song, the um, I said this before if, uh, with Van Halen, but, um, you know, there are some moments to a band, I don't know if I would call this one of those magic moments, but where a band reaches, it just buries the needle on the cool meter. And it, the song <laughs> is so cool that yes, I yeah. want other people to see me listening to this song and be like, Mark's a cool dude with that intro, just to hear that. Yeah, we have to walking down my driveway going to get my garbage. Go pick him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How you doing? Here comes Mr. Rumsfeld. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus. There, you know, getting ready in the morning. Yeah, I'm going to the internet go what my neighbor's up to, huh? Yeah. I love it. And then just... It's it's it's. I don't know if I call it perfection, but it's it's as close as they've gotten so far. Mark, sure. when you finish blacking out the rims, this has got to be the song to christen the new wheels. <laughs> I know, yeah. Flying out of the out of the subdivision. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh God, I okay. I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Th this this is a super cool song. I love like you really painted it really well there, Chris, with sort of like the demons kind of up in the sky flying around. Yeah. It's just very kind of eerie and evil sounding, and just that that riff is so heavy. It like makes you want to like you know get in the mosh pit and swing around and you know get angry it's it's a super cool song and the guitar tones really just kind of bring a lot of energy and feeling out of the listener i think and yeah i agree the the vocals are more into that kill em all space which is really cool but yeah uh, i've always really dug this song a great title track a good number two track i think so yeah super pissed off and angry and some great heavy mosh pit ensuing riffs i'm a fan I think you really have to appreciate the one-two punch here. You know, if you are afraid of the 12-string guitar solo, I think these these two songs, you know, eventually fight fight fire with fire, just hit you in the gut. And then this one, the next thing you know, you'd have that epic opening intro, you know, that's going on. And again, you know, I, I love the depth that they give to the, this song. You got more dual guitars going on here. You know, you, you, these riffs just absolutely slay. I mean, how how can you? It, Thanks, it's, it's tough. <laughs> Kev, 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 can I ask? Just because I was listening to this one today, and I was uh, really kind of taken back by the guitar solo here. This is sort of 
I would say maybe Kirk really introducing his signature style. A, a lot yeah. of that stuff where you hear higher up on the neck. Uh, I wouldn't want to say like CC DeVille territory, but sort of that <laughs> kind of including the pinky with a lot of those sort of arpeggio kind of shapes. Yeah. Uh, w- would you say this is better solos than the Weedle Weedles on uh, Kill Em All, you think? <laughs> okay, overall, yeah. the album definitely does have some better... But it, yeah. it, 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 there are a couple songs where it's it strays yeah. in, into the Weedle Weedle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're a thrash <laughs> yeah. band. I mean, so that's expected. Yeah, I have like half a dozen little marks uh, as far as points on this particular song. Um, I love the, uh, was it the solo? Yeah, Kev, can you queue up 355? Yeah, it's very clay it's very it's it's got that very kind of classical music feel and you start to see that more and more on like this record and the next one too where they and again that's uh that's Cliff bringing in the yeah the musical theory. Sure. You can see they really absorbed it more than anybody else that I can think of as far as artists. I mean he's taking in his yeah what he brought to the band. Uh, yeah. Cuz it was kind of it's kind of like he was high kind of like staying in the back on Kill 'em all then all of a sudden like oh, how about we do this? I got all these I yeah, all this <laughs> all this knowledge <laughs> that well, I think might yeah, that it I think certainly might, uh, like yeah shines through in in, in some of these things. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a oh. lot. Of, like I said, the level level of depth in these songs is is you could feel it. Right. Yeah. As far as yeah, uh, punch to the gut. Uh, just just one more. Uh, Four twenty three. Kev, can you cue that up? Yeah. I had a I had an asterisk. I punched to the gut riff. Uh, yeah, right towards exactly. the end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be saying a lot on this during this discussion. It's just like, there's not much, nothing more to be said. It's just, it's, 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 it's that's, there it is. Yeah. Like just, how can you, yeah. Hear that? That's, that's what greatness is. Right? Yeah. yeah that, right. Yeah. That, that was also one of the bigger riffs I was going to comment on as well. It's just that, that guitar tone, it's got that rawness to it, but it's heavier and it just, it, it draws something out of you where you listen to it and it makes you kind of grunt and get mad and want, yeah, want yeah. you to move around. So, yeah, I think they did great on that. And yeah. I think there's some, such, some cool double kick going yeah. on with such Lars. A, it, so, right. I mean, Lars really stepped up his game, I think, a lot on this record, just timing-wise and tastefulness. So, yeah, great one. Sure. All right, let's keep moving. And uh, I'm sure a lot of... Our listeners out there, and we know this song well for whom the belt. What a great fill right there. (laughs) What a great fill. Yeah, I'm going to comment on the drumming in a little bit, but 
I mean, obviously, what a huge song for the band. I mean, there's probably not much to say. Uh, yep. Obviously, one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, one. That's Nothing the, much to be said. <laughs> that's, that's a big fan favorite, a live staple. It gets the crowd going. But I mean, if this isn't a song to make you want to pick up and learn the bass, I don't really know what is. I mean, this is sort of the the beginner bass, you know, you know, kids wanting to pick up the bass and learn like a signature riff. This is kind of where you go. So, I mean, great guitar riff that Kirk is doing, like the just there's so much space, but everybody is just killing out in this song. And you you were mentioning the fill. I kind of feel like this is sort of the intro to the signature Lars drum style, where it's a lot of tom work, sort of slower grooves and my favorite thing that always gets me air drumming along is the sort of off time cymbal hits that Lars does I mean he does it a lot on Injustice for All and he does it here where it's like do do ta do it's little off but it's so cool and yeah I love the fills I love the the uh the pauses you know in between like the the call and responses with the vocals sometimes he'll do a fill and sometimes he'll just let the space be silent um so yeah i mean what a huge huge song and a huge intro not an intro for cliff but a big cliff song i guess so sure i i love the attitude of this song it is a mean stomp like mm-hmm. when Mark wrote that song AOR Stomp, it reminds me of somebody yeah. stomping. It makes me putting that out there. I'm really yeah. my song titles. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's a working title. It's a working title. Yeah. You know, that's that's what all these songs are like before you write the lyrics. But you know, I love that mean stomp. But I, I also found it interesting. You get like several minutes of riffing before you get vocals, mm-hmm. but you, you don't start to think. Oh man, this is you know this is dull. When is this <laughs> gonna end? No, yeah. you're you're just rocking along with the band, and, and it, it it is just so great. And it uses its five minutes, you know, pretty wisely. It, it's interesting. You think, oh, five minute song, you get verse, you know, you get an opening riff, verse, chorus, solo, verse, chorus, whatever. But no, you get a whole bunch of riffs, and then the vocals come in. I, I appreciate that switching up the structure a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's one thing that really, yeah, especially yeah, going forward uh, from this album. Yeah, just yeah, the yeah, just the song structures are have such incredible. I mean, the context is there. Yeah, where it's not just heavy all the time. Yeah, this, uh, the the music kind of carries the story along, which I, I don't think a lot of bands of that era had that or whatever you want to call that. Uh, maybe that's a testament to Metallica. I mean, I know they get crapped on now for being kind of a big, but yeah, you can see yeah, why, as far as their journey to the to the top, yeah, like why they why they stood out from the rest. But, uh, but yeah, this song, I mean, yeah, like everybody covered. I mean, there's just so many classic moments, like that digging riff after the um, after the intro. There's just jing 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 jing. You can tell that's just digging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, I don't think he digs harder on the song than he does there. Um, uh, and yeah, again, yeah, that little melodic kind of exercise that uh, Kirk does, uh, and I love. This is one of my favorite as far as James's vocal delivery. It's just so great. Uh, it just sounds like he's like up on his like podium, just kind of delivering the the message. Um, and yeah, especially at the end, I love just when he gets up there and he's just. Uh, and again, this is another. I mean, James, I think that was a common theme for him is just talking about soldiers in war uh, and talking about that perspective. Uh, but I just love when he says, "Take a look at the sky just before you die." Yeah. Just felt, yeah, you can just like, like you can see it. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah, I don't know. It's like there's just such conviction behind it, and it kind of makes you go like, 
yeah, just massive steps up here. Um, uh, oh, where's Kevin? Oh, did he disappear? Um, yeah, I wanted him to queue up, uh, or if somebody can queue up, uh, 255. There's uh, this really great little descending riff that I thought was really cool that leads into uh, that nice part. Yeah, that. Pretty Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yep. I love that triplet theme throughout, too. Yeah. Yeah, again, just uh, another classic with, uh, you can see, you, you can see they're getting, uh, a much better hold of just yeah as far as just the writing of a song and just kind of carrying it from its yeah the beginning to its natural conclusion uh it's a mature and, it's definitely a, a mature yeah. bit of writing uh, and it yeah. clocks in pretty long um I, I hate i hate to say it but um it might be a little bit i don't know if it's on my songs that i would never like to hear in public again but this song is <laughs> it's, it's a bit up there in terms of like sporting events and hearing those bells going and Hearing right. that riff, and you know, when it comes to a song, when it comes to metal, when it comes to bells and balls, I think I prefer this version instead. Yeah. Oh, I know this one. I was yeah. just listening to that album the other day. What is this? You know where this is going? Hold on. six years later no. uh, but i have to wonder whether or not judas priest that was okay. kind of on the verge of a lot of critics or they were in you know with turbo lover and all that which you know i, I kind of like but you know, there's, i'm, I'm there's a wuss, great but, yeah there's some great yeah. Yeah, well, that's for another discussion uh, but yeah great yeah but they came there. back with painkiller yeah. and and you kind of wonder whether or not they um you know went to, to, to listen to ride the lightning and say hey Let's do yeah. some music like this because this is uh, best of metal. So you know, I don't think Judas Priest—they predate Metallica, but you kind of wonder if some of the similarities yeah, that you hear in that album funny, come back yep, to Metallica. Fun, that day, yeah, you know. funny. Yeah, funny enough. As much as I love the, uh, this song, I do love Touch of Evil. I do listen to that a little bit more. Maybe just because mm -hmm. you don't hear it as much. It's kind of a yeah. Well, if you're yeah, talking bells, you have to think Hell's Bells too. Yeah, yeah which is before yeah. this. You know. I think there's quite yeah, okay. a bit in the, the the bells and balls category <laughs> than I would have thought, but sure. No, there's something, something okay. metal about some bells, I guess. Just like, bong. <laughs> the uh, end uh, is nigh. <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll just kind of echo Mark's thought there real quick because I know we need to move on. But yeah, I mean it is a song that you hear so many times. It's all over the radio. It's a sporting event song. I will say I remember going to an Oakland Athletics game a few years ago, and even though the band is more of a San Francisco Giants uh, based band, that's that's mm -hmm. sort of their team. I remember I think it was like after the seventh inning stretch. They uh, they played for whom the bell tolls and the whole like right field cheering section was just thrashing headbanging away, and I remember it being kind of cool because I think it's That's like a funny. thing they do every game and it's like, all right, yeah, this is uh, this is a stadium anthem for sure and it works. So, sure, welcome to Oakland, San Francisco, uh, kind of yeah. <laughs> a little bit right. different, but yeah, uh, I don't know thing about it. We're all Chicago guys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's go on to the fourth track on this album which is fade to black
out there? Should I uh, uh, give it one of Mark's too early for love? Oh, boy. On a Metallica album? It's in the I know it's not spot, a love song. <laughs> track four too early for, uh, track four, for Metallica? Like, yeah, I did yeah. it for Van Hagar on number two, but I don't know, like, I don't know <laughs> if I want to hear this. Uh, maybe like a seven spot on a Metallica album. But, you know, this has got to be a deep cut. I know this is one of their most popular, recognizable songs, but I can't help but think that verse just plods. Like, really? I, I was almost kind of getting, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, it, there's just got killer you, moments, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, it, you, we'll, we'll get there. But there's, you know, one of their biggest hits I am no fan of. Um, but yeah, that's coming up. You know what? Uh, this, I, I, that build up into that acoustic part for me. Is. And now, Alex's warm blanket. Ah, that's, that, that's what I get from that that acoustic part. Nice. I love that part. It's just the clouds part. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have that mm-hmm. rising, you know, a chromatic kind of bit that's going on, and then the acoustic comes in in force, and you're just like, ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I th- well, let's I think hear that you, again. Maybe you could convince me that this is a little bit better of a song. Okay, sure. Uh, I'll go back to... I'll give it a little bit more time. Here we go. Hang on. hear a country singer coming on you know just like i don't know <laughs> i don't think you listen to a it, lot of country music yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's, the, it's the heavy metal hoedown no. of ride the lightning yeah the i it's don't know about that um, All right, Chris, you back me up on this one <laughs> yeah this is yeah i don't know where yeah, I don't know where Mark's getting his too early for love. Yeah, this is not a love song by any stretch not, of the word. I know it's not, but it's a wuss song. And it's too well, it's not. I mean, I I think it's a wuss song. I think oh, it perfectly. I mean, with with discussing such a complex issue as suicide, I think it. Oh come on, yeah. Oh boy. Oh, I don't care yeah. about suicide. I want to okay, hear about everybody. love. I want to hear. All right, let, no, it's okay, everybody. Let's 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 yeah. Let's remember all that. Yeah, he. <laughs> Suicide is stupid to him, though. No. Yeah, but they're talking um, about I'll Ride the Lightning. I mean, it's a death penalty album, and what is this track? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a dark song. I mean, and I think it kind of, I think it kind of exemplifies what he's talking about on here. I mean, you've got, I mean, somebody who's kind of probably in this state is probably in a very somber, quiet state of mind. It's not. Yeah. Do you tell I, me I, Metallica is proto emo? Could be. I think it was. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think you know, a lot of emo bands would kill to have something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't. Yeah, don't go, don't, yeah, don't even throw the emo crap out there. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 t- I take offense. I'm a lot of friends is on this it, song. Is, this, is yeah. this gonna be one of those meet in the back alley songs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. on the shores of the yeah. Fox River. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris's meet in the back alley moments. Yeah, yeah. A two by Bring four. Bring your bat. Bring your baseball bat. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the tone of this song, I mean, is perfect for, yeah, for the, for the topic. I mean, there's. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I don't know. I don't like I think like the other song before. Yeah, there's nothing more to be said about it. I think it's a, again, it's a journey song. There are peaks and valleys uh, again after you have the slow parts and then it jumps right into those awesome kind of heavier. Uh, yeah, Kevin, if you could queue up like 154, I think you played it. But yeah, just so we have some context.
Yeah, I mean that's again. It just and as far as going from clean to heavy, I think that's a, the that's this is where they really get that transition right. I know it's not in the beginning of the song, but again, it's yeah for the for those specific kind of because uh, there's a couple of those spots in the song yeah where it just the flow is very is very yeah mm-hmm. uh, very appropriate. And yeah, this song also I think has one of my favorite lead guitar solos by them on any of their albums um, at five twenty two. Uh, this is again where where Kirk really starts to really get a grasp of the melodic side of his playing versus just kind of the yeah kevin if you could cue, cue that up too Yeah, there's just a lot of yeah, a lot of emotion there, and I uh, always appreciated that. Uh, so yeah, Mark can believe whatever he wants and have whatever opinions, but he but he's wrong. <laughs> he's, yeah. Let's see where Alex is. Yeah, yeah no, the, 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 those are those are all good good points on this song, and uh, I mean, I, I I listened to this album today and how different some of these songs are in the new territories. They they really you know stepped into with this record and i'm thinking to myself is this should this have been like the first metallica record because you you go back and you listen to kill them all and i mean yeah they're they're young and they're angsty and they're you know just trying to play fast and heavy and while i love that record and i gave it a strong rating it's like you listen to this record and you you listen to everything that sort of came after it and it's like this was sort of the the uh, ground zero, I think, for the band where it started, and especially with a song like this. I mean, I'm reading a quote here uh, that James said in an interview. He said, uh, Fade to Black was a big step up for us. It was pretty much our first ballad, so we knew it would freak people out. And I mean, he's got to be right, like doing something like this where they've pretty much gained a, a thrash sort of metalhead audience from from the first record. And then they're throwing something like this out. It's like, ooh, we could really lose some people right. doing something like this. And then it yeah, becomes one of their. Yeah, yeah, it becomes one of their <laughs> biggest. It becomes one of their biggest songs. And then you listen down the road and you got something like Welcome Home Sanitarium, One, The Day That Never Comes. It's like they sort of started took this idea and did it with those songs and those are some of their biggest songs as well so yeah i I mean this is obviously a big hit one i hear all the time um not maybe one of my first songs that i would go to on this record just because i've heard it so much but one that i loved learning that intro solo like the do no 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 i mean that that was one that i learned really early on uh, as a guitar player and i think my favorite riff of this whole song is uh that Dana, 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 oh, I know, yeah, that was another dana, part I had dana. on here. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, that yeah. part is so sick. So, yeah, Chris, I, I liked your points on Kirk's solos here. I mean, I think w- this is really where Kirk develops his style on this record. It's mm-hmm. it's less the really fast pedatonic, even though there was some pedatonic action going on in that little bit you played. He really starts incorporating more of those sort of melodic, eerie, different right. sort of modes and yeah. stuff. And okay. it's like that's the Kirk that we all know. So Yeah, there's a good yeah, there's a good balance here. And it's funny, yeah, before we move on, I just wanted to you know, something Alex said as far as this being the if this was the first record. I don't know if that would have changed the Metallica story a little bit too much because I mean that's one of the one of the bullet points a lot of people focus on was the jump from the first to the second record because it really made you pay attention like wow like how did they kind of gain so much kind of musical kind of yeah uh yeah 
yeah, such a stronger musical foundation that they did right in the beginning. Because again, on Kill 'Em All, they sound just like a thrash like bar band. I mean, it's great material. Then all of a sudden you jump here, it's like it feels, it feels like guys have been doing it for exactly much much well, longer yeah. and really it, yeah. It, without this song, I mean, it, the trajectory of Metallica would they have just stayed firmly in the Slayer and Megadeth territory and never broken out to the masses or never been allowed to really have a label that would put some power behind a power ballad um, as they would later on and have such a big hit. And, you know, maybe we wouldn't have had, uh, you know, some of the more panned albums uh, later on. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, Alex, that that part, too, like, it's funny. I just, you know, just it's a show of opinions, but I can't stand that 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 riff and how the riff and the vocals chase each other or just follow each other. Oh, like, you don't like that? Oh, okay. I, oh and like if I did like, like the 30 seconds of the album, I don't like it. I think it's that. I don't know. Maybe this song, I'm just outgrowing okay. this song. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, maybe up. we should move on. <laughs> let's, let's be saved and go to Trapped Under the Ice. <laughs> This is the band's um, light up the sky from Van Halen. Mm-hmm. That this that the, they're a machine. I mean, that drumming is very Alex Van Halen ish. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit toneless. <laughs> if I have to criticize uh, some of this song, that that chorus could just find a melody or just drop it. Yeah, I think it's a little whiplash ish, <laughs> possibly. But the band is on fire, and they're all bringing it and. Uh, that uh, is reminiscent to me of some of those early Van Halen records where it just feels like a finely oiled, supercharged machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I actually honestly really love this song. For a long time, uh, I didn't really pay much attention to it. And this song and the song that, that follows it uh, are, is sort of my Phantom Lord No Remorse territory of Kill 'em All, where there's so many hits and singles and big songs and then there's like a couple of deep cuts here that aren't live staples and sort of get ignored because all the songs surrounding it are so huge but this song is super strong i love the guitar playing on it i actually kind of don't mind the the vocal melody during the chorus i think it's kind of cool so i mean i don't know if i'd go as it could be it could be my stock is rising song here just because it's usually so forgettable but it's so strong and yeah i don't know i love it kevin stalks on the rise there you go there we go official calix is stuck on the right but yeah no i I think this song is is sweet Uh, it opens up i think side two if i remember correctly which is cool you know you're coming from fade to black it fades out and then you put side two and it's like okay all right the thrash is back the energy's back and it's the shortest song no 12 string it's the shortest song in the record it's concise there's a lot of cool guitar parts great drumming by lars on this so yeah 
sweet, sweet sort of uh, forgotten about song, in my opinion. Mm. I, I, I'm going to pull a mark here, and I'm going to say I'm not convinced on this song. <laughs> I feel like most people aren't. I feel like most people aren't. That's why I like it because it's, it's like it's, the chorus does it. I, I appreciate especially the section that that I went into that we ended with there. Um, forgot where exactly that was but it edited around like 207 you know you got some interesting riffing going on but the fact that the chorus is kind of blah and there's a little bit too much weedle weedle going on here so i the weedle weedle is back folks yes it is (laughs) you you think a drug keeps coming back i I know we can't get quite we had some nice harmonized guitar solos going on first four tracks some some really you you could feel the steps and development going on and the the lead playing and then suddenly (laughs) okay thanks you know, I just wanted to be reminded of that one yeah, more time. You know, it's you know, it's funny. Yeah, you see, and I, I've got it marked on here multiple times on my notes. As far as yeah, just the weedle weedle, like yeah, and this is that song. It was the la- it was the, the last. W's. It was the last. Yeah, the, the last little note I had for this song. Yeah, like solo is typical thrash, which is fine. I mean, this is, this is yeah, but so yeah, get out of my head. You know, yeah. uh, but I think well, okay, that shows we're all in an, in agreement. I but, mean, Chris, yeah, you've gone to en- enough small metal shows to know what the Weedle Weedle sounds like live, and it just sounds like nothing. Like, oh yeah, so especially loud. I mean, with, you just don't hear any definition. It's I know. <laughs> yeah, especially with fifty people with through. Yeah, yeah through a yeah through a. Uh, yeah, through like a Kemper, or a, yeah, not yeah. technical, or a, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, not only is it not like a real, yeah, you've got like this very kind of digital sounding kind of wheedling <laughs> along. Yeah, it's just not. Uh, but yeah, the wheedling notwithstanding, yeah, no, I I do like this song a lot. Yeah, it's it's the rager of the album, uh, especially that first minute. It's just like yeah, it just makes you again. It's great headbanging music, uh, and I like the. This is one of the uh, as far as that James kind of hitting the, the uh, like kind of uh, peak of his range. I think it works here for whatever reason compared to kind of some of the moments you heard on uh, on Kill 'Em All, uh, where you can feel like he was going like he's going to like rip his throat apart. I think it's like he's maybe he's worked on it in that year between or just being on tour and has kind of honed it a little bit. Uh, and I love that um, that section you, you that, that that section you played, Kevin, was perfect because yeah, yeah. that riffing is very progressive um, yeah, towards the end of your sample. I just love that. I thought it was very interesting. And a song that's very much kind of like the one of the more kind of in your face songs. It's kinda it kinda elevates it a little bit. Well, I gotta give it a little bit of a love. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'll, I'll give to later. Yeah. 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 Alright. Yeah. Keep rolling and move on to the stage.
You know, we talked a lot last album, and I think one of my favorite points uh, that Kevin made was that he prefers Queensryche's uh, EP over Kill 'Em All. And I kept bringing, uh, you know, whether it was relevant or not, uh, up the Motley Crue comparisons and the Shout at the Devil. And you really mm-hmm. had three bands at the time that, you know, uh, were all, I guess you wouldn't say Metallica, had that crown yet. And, you know, we, we've really gone, this album so far has gone in a very definitively Metallica direction and would really shape the landscape when it comes to heavy music. This song, I think, you know, the Weedle Weedle isn't back, but I feel like a little bit more of the early 80s pop is a little bit back and mm-hmm. that there's a little bit of Motley Crue in this. Um, not, you know, it's a way too heavy for Motley Crue in the verse. But um, there's definitely some parts there, especially right that post uh, uh, that post chorus riff that you know you could yep. totally hear, um, you know uh, Motley Crue at the US Festival rocking out to. Um, but I think what sets it apart is that uh, those those Lars those snappy double time uh, snare hits during the verse, so, when it mm-hmm. matches the guitar. So yeah. like you still feel a little bit. Maybe this song was written a little bit earlier, and you know this is obviously. I wouldn't call this filler, but this is kind of the place where you put filler. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so I, I think Metallica might have been like, "Hey, let's you know, here's one of these songs we wrote back in 1979, 1980, or whatever," and, <laughs> and here it is in the sixth spot. So, uh, the, you know, it's interesting you mentioned all those points because that's exactly some of the same stuff I was going to say, and I thought you were going to bring up the Motley Crue comparison for for good reason because you feel like a couple of these riffs are almost proto hair metal riffs. And I don't see say that in putting down hair metal or anything. We all, you know, know about that in this group. But uh, you know, it's just some of the some of the more things that you don't hear on this album. And of course, I wasn't a huge fan of Kill 'Em All, but I like this song actually. This is uh, this would be if I can cue it up. And I did two of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but it's my stocks on the rise song. Um, it, it feels like an unknown track that I, I rediscovered, and, and I quite like it. You know, it's just that one I, I haven't heard it a lot. I like the way it ends. I like the way it starts. I like the way the the uh, the chorus is is a little major sounding. And yeah. usually I hate that, but in this case of, of you know you can't say this album isn't dark. So it's, it's not like oh I get slapped in the face with a major chorus and hate it because the rest of the album balances it out. If you're surfing the wave for hits, then you are going to jump this song, and I think that that does this, this song disservice. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, we're, we got on to the, uh, the black sheep of the family here. I don't know if you've done much reading about this song, but uh, this song is pretty much loathed by the entire band. I mean, it's only been played once. Uh, they played it in 2012 at their Orion Festival when they played this album in its entirety. James pretty much hates the song. Uh, Lars, I don't think, minds it that much as... Like, I don't think he gets why people hate it as much as they do. But yeah, I mean, this song was actually written like at the very end of the sessions to be a pop hit because they the major label, which that, you know, they were on Megaforce and then they ended up getting signed by Electra, yeah, which here. they switched to Electra, which, you know, da 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 da. there's a little another Motley Crue sort of comparison there, mm-hmm. you know, both bands being on Electra there. So, yeah, I mean, they wrote this one. The label wanted sort of a more mainstream pop hit. Uh, and yeah, honestly, I think this song kicks ass, like playing it in that clip there is super cool. I mean, they said the reason why it's a little weird for them is because it's mainly in the key of a, which, you know, Metallica is mainly an E and it's heavier where that's why it's got a little bit of a poppier sense to it. And 
maybe they've thought that writing an A for them just doesn't really work that well. But yeah, I, I think this song is super cool. I don't know. I like the riffs. It's almost got like a seek and destroy um, sort of guitar playing in it where, you know, it's primarily an A and it's got some of those like leady lines. And I like the chorus a lot. I think it's super catchy. It's really poppy. That's sort of when the, the heavens open up or the skies open up during the chorus. And then when it gets back into that verse, it's just super pissed off and mean. And yeah, I, I, I could see where the sort of the hair metal comparisons come in with a lot of those riffs. And I love Lars drumming. So, yeah, I, I think the song is awesome, and I don't think it should be. Um, I don't think it should be one that As fans much. don't like that much. I mean, I think it's awesome. It, who cares if they were trying to write a pop hit? I mean, obviously they became the most popular metal band ever, and they were writing more pop metal songs later on. But maybe this was the start of it, and I think it works. I think it's cool. You know, it's funny. That's the one thing that I mean with certain aspects of the metal community, just how staunch they are in their positions. We're like, oh, this is selling out, or, or fade to black. That's selling like, like it's it's like you, you sometimes you, you know, just slap them, but no, I don't. But it's yeah, I know it's, it's good. Well, and that, and that was yeah, a I thing. Mean, that was a thing yeah, like, back then. Like, sorry to cut you off, Chris, but <laughs> like, especially in like '90s punk music and stuff like that, like selling out was a huge deal. Like yeah. bands, fans wanted their bands. Like if they discovered a band right. like Metallica and Kill 'Em All, like that was their band. They were underground. They discovered right. them, and they don't want that band to get successful and have everybody like them. And that was a huge thing. And now and today, in like 2020, nobody cares about that stuff. Like, yeah. and right. that's why I, I, that's why yeah. I think I can listen to this song now and be like, what was everybody freaking out complaining about? about? Yeah, it's but heavy. Back then, <laughs> but back then, yeah. if I was a diehard Metallica yeah. fan and I heard this song, I might have hated it, but. I kind of hate that mentality, though. So do I. Like, I, I want. I want you. I. I want to love you as a band, but I want to keep you as a starving artist. Yep. And then have and have no success. Thank yeah, you. Some hipster nonsense. Right. For put sure. put yeah, out I mean, put out music just for me and nobody else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, you saw that with Genesis too. I mean, just with how much they changed, and I don't know. I mean, they're still respected. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Stadium. Yeah. I don't think it. Yeah. People still love them. I don't regardless know that Phil Collins is yeah. respected though. Yeah. I think he's kind he of a should, bit of a yeah. joke, he should be. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I think he is. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I like, yeah. like Phil Collins. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Metal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but then get we Fade to Black Phil. off my album. Uh, Phil, <laughs> yeah. Phil, Phil. Maybe he's a pseudo. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track. But uh, anyway, yeah, Escape. Yeah, again, yeah, like Alex said, it's a great. Uh, I mean, it's great, heavy, simple kind of. I want to say popish uh, song, though you would never know. I mean that that main down. The, the down picking riff uh in the in the verses i mean it's just again it just rips your head off i don't know again i don't know what people were or why people would have the balls to complain about that um yeah uh, again yeah later on I mean, you have, like right yeah <laughs> yeah i i don't know it's just funny yeah the metal community just how fragmented uh, yeah well that's why there's so many subgenres. i mean it's yeah almost a joke at this point but <laughs> um yeah, Kevin, I, th- I can't remember if you played it or not. Yeah, ju- uh, just a quick thing uh, at 224. Yeah, again, you've got kind of a little kind of unique uh, riff there that's not yeah the typical as far as throughout the song. It kind of has a little bit of a uh, kind of a classical feel to it. Edit and- Yeah, that's that's 
it's funny. It's like if that's too light for you, I mean, it's like what? Well, yeah, it's like okay, what? What is exactly. your definition of heavy? Yeah, like yeah, I, like that's about yeah, like I as get, heavy I and it. as evil as they got. So yeah, I can understand yeah. maybe the opening is a little light, and like that chorus is the catchiest thing they've ever done. But like, all right, well, here's still our heavy evil metal. So what do you want? Yeah, but I mean, to be fair that. though, the the band wrote this. And they didn't like it because they felt that the label wanted it. So I, that's what they may, all say. Yeah, I mean, maybe the fans really didn't hate this song. It was more that the band was like, you know, we don't want to have to write a pop song to impress you guys. But I mean, they did it, and they they wrote a great pop metal song, and they included some of their wants with that evil section in there. So I, that's why I think it's a sweet song. I don't know. Well, how about this? It's not like I mean. The idea, if to anybody who thinks that this song is is too pop or too label driven, I mean, you know, what is your? I mean, let me show you where <laughs> yeah. that can go. Right. <laughs> it's not like they, it's this. And I love that song too, but I mean, it, it yeah, really I is think, a disservice yeah, I think to the, the. Yeah, I think the planet would have tipped on its axis. You have Metallica would have done a turbo lover. I know, yeah. <laughs> or anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to Creeping Death. I'm going to leave Mark singing in there, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, I, I like the song. I like the energy of the song. I feel like a little fat could have been trimmed on this song. I'm not sure what no. everybody else feels. Really? I, I just, okay. Yeah, I, I, it's not that I don't like it, but I just maybe a repeat here or repeat there. Get it a little bit closer to six minutes. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I was just throwing it out there, seeing seeing what everybody else thought. Well, Me- Metallica has a tendency to do things in fours. And I know music has got a lot of groups of fours, but they will repeat a phrase four times. And, you know, when it's cool, it works. Um, you know, Kevin, you calling it fat. I don't know. Like, it's pretty lean to me. I mean, it's 636. Um, you know, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's right in that spot in the album where you're a little bit more willing to have something progressive and more deep cut. I mean, let me, I just want, really want the, the music to do the talking here not me because... I mean, yeah, maybe they repeat that too many times, but... But how cool is that? Oh, no, no. I mean, that is one of, that, that's another, like, I think this is the peak where it hits that ultra cool moment and just hearing that whole arena just going, die mm-hmm. yeah, by this is a- my hand. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Oh, I, oh, I yeah. agree with you. I'm just saying there's like before a chorus, you know, we got to repeat it four times before the verses come in. You know, yeah. here, here's our chugging riff. I mean, just like maybe one or two times cut, cut some I of mean, that it's, stuff it's out. I mean, it's cool. It's not pop and circumstance. Like it's, no. it's, <laughs> yeah. it's cool music. Play it again. It is. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Yeah. I got to keep my enthusiasm a little bit down. Yeah. This I mean. Yeah, this was one of the songs, yeah, that made me want to pick yeah, up guitar. Chris, settle uh, down. <laughs> yeah, there we go, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just, yeah, the main, like, the main, like, verse riff, you know, just a, I mean, that's, I, I love, play, that's still one of my favorite kind of parts to play, because it's just so, yeah, just falls to the wall. Um, yeah, this is, again, uh, again, even lyrically, taking kind of, uh, yeah, a little bit of a, like, interesting chance, okay, singing about, yeah, like, the Ten Commandments, yeah, like, the, uh, 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 the, uh, the plague over, or over Egypt, yeah, very, yeah, very interesting. Uh, and a little bit, yeah, I know a lot of other bands, I mean, incorporate that historical context from like uh, from millennia ago, but I I like it here. It, yeah, it really fits uh, the music uh, very well. And again, this is, as far as heavy songs on here, this is one of the most kind of sophisticated, I guess, in a way. Uh, I love the guitar solo. Uh, again, it's got a little bit of that Weedle, but again, it's, it, it kind of picks up uh, where it kind of jumps into a little bit more of a melodic. Uh, let me see if I... Yeah, that uh yeah kevin if you could just uh yeah queue up uh 250 and play it for like 20 or 30 seconds because i want to sh- i want people to listen to the transition from the blistering into the more melodic yeah I also especially like the uh, the guitars at the end, and there's some shredding there. You know, usually, you know me on shredding on, on, on some of these albums, but I really appreciate it at, at the end in this song. Yeah, Creeping Death. This is a, a super cool song, obviously a huge live staple. Uh, you know, Mark was absolutely right with the die by my hand part, just fists in the air, 20,000 people chanting along. I mean, I've always loved this song. I love playing this on guitar. I love watching live versions of this guitar because sometimes they'll play it a little differently. Uh, there's times where Kirk will do some sort of octave things at the beginning, uh, a little differently live than he does on the on the uh, the uh, 80, 84 studio version here, which is really cool. But yeah, um, one funny funny story I have not funny story, but just a memory I have of this song in particular. I don't know if you guys have ever came across this, but uh, in two thousand four, uh, Metallica played at the Download Festival. Uh, which is, you know, the Castle Castle Donington. I think it used to be the yeah. Mon- Monsters of Rock, but, you know, for metal, it's the Download Festival. And uh, it's a famous show because uh, Lars didn't play. He, uh, he had some sort of illness or injury, and he had to be flown out. And they basically had to just find whatever drummers and other bands that were playing the festival that were available, hop on and basically sort of be scabs and fill in for this Metallica set. So I know uh, Dave Lombardo from Slayer played a couple songs and pretty much... Scab. Yeah, pr- pretty much, pretty much. Well, I mean, he killed it. I mean, you can watch videos of it on, on YouTube and, you know, obviously... 
Lars, great, one of my favorite metal drummers, but, you know, uh, maybe not the best these days, and I think most of the fans will agree that he's definitely slowed down, and he might, I don't know, no offense to Lars, but he might be, musically speaking, the uh, weakest link in the chain now, but, you know, whatever, it's fine, he's old, he, he could deal with it. But uh, anyway, anyway, that Dave Lombardo playing on some of those songs, I mean, Dave still, I mean, one of the fastest, you know, best double bass drummers ever, uh, you know, from Slayer, obviously, <laughs> He played like on battery and I think he played in some other songs and everybody's like, man, if only Dave was the drummer today, he would bring that, he would bring that eighties energy back to Metallica. But anyway, uh, he drum for Iron Maiden too. Yeah, really? I don't know. (laughs) But, um, uh, the one drummer that pretty much played the majority of that set was actually Joey Jordison from Slipknot. And it's cool. There's a video of Joey playing creeping death on YouTube and it's like sort of a behind the kit behind his back uh video and you could see he's adding you know his signature you know maybe it's a little too much but he adds his double bass all over this song and i always just have loved watching that video so because it's really cool to watch you know a different drummer play these songs and it brings sort of that you know 84 energy back you know in 2004 so energy maybe a little bit of phil collins at the topic of the show tonight (laughs) could uh guess the drum to metallica (laughs) maybe everybody everybody put on your uh thinking (laughs) caps you know what phil has some chops. Yeah. Oh, of I'm course he does. That. I mean, you listen to yeah. that one jazz record that he played. Yeah. What was it? What's that X. album? Brand X. Unreal. Watch yeah. that live. That's a killer live video. Unreal. Oh, but, well, I got to do that now. Yeah, yeah I know anyway, the. Uh, we're getting on topic. Yeah, yeah. 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 mentioned Phil Collins on a Metallica show. Yeah, you know, Phil, people are turning the. No, I know the. Uh, yeah, Phil yeah, is all over this podcast. Yeah, who's the? Uh, yeah, the drummer for Mastodon. Um, I know. We're kind of really. I remember in an interview, uh, we really credited Phil Collins during the or like the Gabriel era Genesis as being. Uh, <laughs> so he's there. I mean, he's come out. There are people that appreciate that. I just want right. to throw that out there. We're not, we're not, we're not going to throw. We're not going to. We're not going to continually throw you yeah, under the is, bus. Yeah, this is where we yeah. look at this. This is where we look at the stats from the podcast, and we had a high listener level, and right there, we just lost like a hundred. Like, yeah, if anyone stuck <laughs> around while I was ripping fade to black, maybe gone. We've lost. Song. We've lost everybody at this point. But yeah. Anyway, wrapping it up. Creeping death. Huge yeah. song. Great song. <laughs> awesome song. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's uh, move on to the last song on the album. That would be uh, Take Me Home. (laughs) (laughs) What? one of Alex's uh, catchphrases from Van Halen deep into the Van Halen discography uh, right around there when the episodes are really starting to get good and it's a <laughs> do we have to that's <laughs> what this song is for me <laughs> you want to tell me why Creeping Death is not the closer and this is let me just yeah. play how Creeping Death ends oh incredible I mean, if that isn't a great call to arms to where Master of Puppets will be, 
Quick edit, Mark, whatever audio you have is not coming through. Yeah, it didn't play oh. at all. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so if this isn't a great call to action where, uh, hang on, let me just play it because this ending for... Yeah, I uh, wasn't sure what was going on. I thought Kevin was okay. yeah, yeah. doing it. Yeah, I mean, if, if yeah. Creeping Death, I mean, let's, let's listen to this. I mean, that is such a, a, a preview of Master of Puppets and where that's going. What a great way this could have been to black and uh, ride the lightning. I mean, just... Yeah, that is pretty. Those right dual here. guitars, no. wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I have yeah. to say about yes, this one. I'll tell you yeah, one I... thing. This is all I have to say. Stock is falling song. I remember listening <laughs> to this when I was younger, and I used to like this song. Me too. I, I could, I it couldn't used to be one get of my favorite Metallica yeah. song. This this is one of the ones that I circled when I was doing this re-listen. I'm being like, oh yeah, I can't wait to get to that and relive yeah. my younger days. And I put it on and I couldn't remember why I liked it. It's not like yeah. that Van Halen song where you put on like summer nights or dreams and you're like, Oh yeah, I remember why I like this so much. No, I put it on. I'm like, what yeah, on it's... earth was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Weird taste in music. <laughs> Look it up. I, I was just going to say, um, Mark and Kev, you guys pretty much said my my points for me. Uh, this, again, yeah, this is one that for some reason when I was younger, I think I remember liking a lot more. And when I was listening to this record yesterday and today to brush up on the podcast, I saw the title and I was like, this is the only song on the album that I can't hum in my head how it goes. Like, I don't remember how this song goes. And I listened to it. And it only repeats a million times. I, which is weird. <laughs> which is weird because you think like I would have remembered how it went, but it was like the one at the very end. And it's got I mean, that tritone. Th- yeah. And, bah, and, and, bah, bah. And, and I listened to it, and I don't hate the song, but I feel like I agree with your points in saying that "Creeping Death." If the album would have ended there, it would have been awesome it would have been like legendary for it to end that way and this is one where i'm sure if i learned how to play this on guitar i probably would have appreciated it a lot more and like this would probably this just sounds like it would be fun to play with a band and it's a better it's a better instrumental than uh uh what's the song no not (laughs) bluetooth i can't even figure out how to pronounce it right now pulling teeth um anesthesia sorry i was having a isn't anything about yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was having I was having a brain fart on the title okay. there. Pardon me, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if they needed to do this. I mean, it's cool. It maybe could have been like a cool live thing, but to end yeah. the record, it just doesn't really yeah. make much sense it, for me. It, it, and it's just yeah, it's long. long. Song, it's too. long, and I don't know. It's just a, album should yeah. have ended with Creeping Death. I think. I think yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I can with agree you guys. with that. I mean, I like like I said before, I appreciate the the musicality of this song, but again, yeah, it's not like a traditional. Uh, but yeah, Kevin, there's two parts I want you to cue up. Uh, one is as far as the part that I kind of liked. You had 458. It's kind of like this minor key uh, ascension part. A little yes. bit, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and, I know, much so. and I know, I, I, I can't remember if that was Mark talking about his, yeah, oh, uh, his issue. 
Stops rolling. I'm always going to hear that. There. I just picture. I'm already, I'm already having enough time yeah, trying to keep my train of thought with this part of the show. Yeah, I know. I don't want to screw it up anymore. But it, oh, we already have. Yeah. Um, but I, I, th- I think that was Mark earlier talking about uh, issues as far as bells on albums. There's a bell part in the end of this song that actually kind of made me laugh a little bit at 8:30. Yeah, Kevin, you got to play it because I because uh, I need to hear I Mark will laugh. absolutely cue it up. Yeah. That was actually the wrong part, but that was a part that I had on there that kind of reminded me of Asia a little bit. Uh, it was 810. I'm Asia. sorry. I apologize. Asia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me why. Asia Maybe came out first, right? Yeah. It did. Yeah. 1982. Yeah. I think. Ni- yeah, 1982. Yeah, it kind of has that. <laughs> what is that? You hear that? It's like a little, yeah. like... If I, if I would have done that right, we would have played that part, and then the last part that kind of reminded me of, like, a pop, uh, pop progressive, and not just normal rock. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> so we end the album. Maybe you killed this song a little for me. Uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I might agree with you a little bit more now. Uh, I just well, feel we are, yeah. we are limping across the finish line. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. Kind of as this album. I don't know. Technical difficulties notwithstanding. Yeah. Yeah, you got some yeah. good stuff both, up both front. The podcast, both the podcast and this album went. Did, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like they had pieces, but then they were like putting something together pretty good. And then, like, I'm not sure what happened at the end. <laughs> kind of, you know, it was a train wreck, but it, it is. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see where we we take it. Right. Um, Chris, take it away. Seven for the buy. Uh, for those of you new to the show, we talked last time, but uh, we are buying, uh, sell, we are buying, loving, flushing, or terminating uh, each track from this album. And those who is the first to get the first three right gets an extra buy or terminate. So uh, let me load my alert, and uh, yeah, we'll be ready to go. All right, you guys ready? Sorry. We go. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was Mark. That was, okay, and yeah, Alex is the uh, the horn, and okay, we got it. All right, uh, so we got question one. Uh, true or false? Uh, Ride the Lightning is Metallica's shortest record. Ooh, that was Alex. Yeah. Uh, as of... Oh, you mean oh ever or up yeah, until yeah, as far, now? Yeah, as far as yeah, as far yeah, as far as their whole discography, yeah. Uh, I think I would still say true. Uh, you are correct. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, forty-seven oh. minutes. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, Kill 'Em All. I think was fifty uh, over fifty minutes, and I yeah. Uh, but anyway, that was. I think just that's a, why I like yeah. it. Not a, not a lot of yeah. fat here. <laughs> I think that's right. why I like it. Okay, so we got one for Alex. Except for eight all and right. a half minutes. Okay, uh, question number two. We got a multiple choice here. Okay. Uh, the story goes that James Hetfield became uncomfortable both singing and playing guitar for this record and wanted to offer singing duties to someone else. Who is that vocalist? Hold on. I'm not, not there yet. Hold on. Let me read the choices and then you can buzz in. All right. Uh, was it A, uh, King Diamond? I think I uh, was it B, uh, Bobby Ellsworth of Overkill? Uh, C, Chuck Billy of Testament? Or D, John Bush of Armored Saint? Okay, Alex. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bushman, John Bush uh, of Armored Saint. 
Okay, you are correct. Okay. I'll be honest, I would have been out in the dark on that so on that question. Uh, I, th I think putting gun to my head, I, I don't know. A, a DQ That's... here for uh, jumping the gun. Okay, all right, no, it's, it's all good. All right, uh, <laughs> Come on, I don't know. Okay, uh, question number three. Um, according to a Rolling Stone interview, uh, Kirk Hammett came up with the title from something he read in a Stephen King book, uh, 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 The Green Mile. True or false? Yeah, Mark. My buzzer didn't work. So Alex is walking away with this. Uh, I don't know the answer to the question, but because <laughs> it's a true or a false, I might as well throw out there. I think Chris is pulling a little trickery, and I'm going to go with the big F false. He got that somewhere else. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah, the book right. was called The Stand. So, all right, Mark, okay. Scott, he's, he's still in there. He's in there. All the right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, so question uh, number three. Uh, the album uh, got its first promotional release under uh, the Elektra Records banner. True or false? Mark. No, no, that's that's false. It was under Megaforce, and then um, they ran out of money or something. I think the album. Correct. Went, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They couldn't. Uh, they couldn't compete. They needed the major label uh, to really to do mm -hmm. worldwide distribution. So you are correct. It was reissued, right. wasn't it? Uh, yeah, like very shortly thereafter, probably within yeah, like a kind of a weird couple reissue, months. But and then mastered yeah. by Bob Ludwig. Oh, yes, yeah. indeed. Yes. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, all right. Question. I don't know what whatever question we're on. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, this is multiple choice. Uh, for whom the bell tolls got its name from the book of what famous author? Uh, was it A, Stephen King? Hold on. Let oh. me read all the answers first, and before I penalize, I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> He's going to give it to Kevin. Not Can I get a shot at this? Alex, go in timeout, okay. okay? You've had enough. Maybe we should do that. If you answer before I, yeah, then you get, yeah, whoever didn't buzz in gets it. Do I give it to Kevin? Go ahead. Give me the multiple choice. Okay, uh, was it A? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. Okay, was it A, Stephen King, uh, B, uh, F, Scott Fitzgerald, C, Ernest Hemingway, or D, uh, J.D. Salinger? Oh, boy. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. All right, you're going with that. You are correct. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. <laughs> All right. Okay, there we go. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Yeah. Here. All right. Wow. Okay. So we're. All right. Uh, is it two, two, and one right now? Yes, yeah. it is two, two, and one. Yeah, this is going a little deeper than I would have expected, but this is good. It's making more for another interesting uh, bloodbath here. Um. <laughs> All right, uh, true or false? Uh, producer Fleming Rasmussen was excited to work with Metallica on this record, having gotten a copy of the. F All right, what did I tell you? We're pissing off the teacher here. Yeah, All right, fine. I'll sit this one out. I wasn't in a, I wasn't in a better mood. I would have. Yeah. Okay. Let me read the. Yeah. Okay. Just for that, I'm gonna start over. <laughs> All right. All right, yeah, producer Fleming Rasmussen was excited to work with uh, Metallica on this record, having gotten a copy of the first record from Richie Blackmore, whom was a fan, and who Fleming uh, had helped produce one of uh, the previous Rainbow Records. True or false? Kevin. True. Uh, that is false, actually. He had never what? heard of the band. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's okay. I'll buy him out. Yeah, I that, thought, isn't some of that true? He worked yeah, with Rainbow. Yeah, some of it. Yeah, he. They, yeah, the one Rainbow. part. Yeah, Fleming did work with Richie Blackmore uh, with Rainbow. But I was. Oh, that was okay. another kind of. That was another trick. Uh, it was. I can't remember. I think the record was like eighty-one or eighty-two. I can't remember what the title was. But uh, 
Yeah, I had to throw that out there. I, I, that's that's yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. I I, th I throw uh, all curveballs. Yeah, no straight <laughs> answers, straight questions. All right, here we go. Okay. All right. Uh, hopefully this is the uh, the one that breaks it for every for us. Um, all right, uh, true or false? Uh, this was the last Metallica album to uh, contain contributions from Dave Mustaine. Mark. Mark. I think I got it. It's true. There are no more going forward. There were two on you this are, album. You are correct. Oh, Mark gets it. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. yes. yes. I won one. <laughs> Good. First God, time since 5150. Yeah, I know. I, I thought Alex was pretty confident there in the beginning. I thought he was gonna take it again. But, I mean, uh, I knew those answers. Yeah. He just beat me to the button. Uh, that's yeah. what's all that. Yeah. <laughs> Speed uh, I kills. I, 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 I should have qualified him earlier, but uh, yeah. I figured since yeah, he had, he'd never won. But oh yeah, okay. If, yeah, from now on. That, uh, yeah. If you chime that, in before uh, I'm done. Plastic dip yeah, fumes. Yeah. If if anybody chimes in before I'm done reading the question, you're out. Okay, that fair? fair. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, okay, teacher. Right. I love Laying it. Laying down the line. There we go. If, if, if right. it would have just hit, if, you know, if you it would have just hit, you got to like, uh, slow down the end of the questions to be like, and did they want to work with the producer or was it the artist? <laughs> okay, all right. And <laughs> yeah, maybe on a maybe on a future installment, maybe I'll throw in some little more humorous little kind of right. inflections. Maybe you get Dr. Plutcher. <laughs> Yeah, but but we'll do that. I, I like I said, a few if it only would have happened once, I probably would. But it's like, okay, you guys did it like two or three times. Okay, I I I I, 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 I gotta lay I gotta lay the gauntlet down a little bit, like somewhere. I gotta see some parameters. Here. <laughs> yeah, you guys, it's like you guys have like your finger on the like. Oh, here we go. Okay, just. <laughs> It's, like we got no, it's gonna no it's gonna be like true or false. Damn it! All right, but anyway, yeah, well, because uh, I'm because I'm a hell of a guy, I'm gonna we'll, we'll, we'll give that one to Mark. Yeah, but uh, but I think he's learned his okay. lesson. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get up to the next. And now, love it or flush it. All right, guys. All right. Let's. Yeah, let's move on over to the love it or flush in section. Hopefully we can kind of rifle through here. Here, So the order <laughs> for today is Kevin, myself, Mark, and Chris. Let's start off with Fight Fire with uh, Kevin. What are we giving it? Giving it a love. Giving it a big love. I like the way the song starts. Okay, cool. This one... Hmm. <sighs> <laughs> Tricky, 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 tricky here. Uh, I like it, but I'm thinking about the rules of the game. Gotta flush one. We gotta terminate one. Shit. Uh, guys, I think I gotta flush it, just because I like everything a little... Well, not everything. Not everything better. <laughs> There's one. Not everything better. I do... I. If I didn't have to follow the rules of the game, I would save it, but I gotta, and this has got to be the one I gotta pick. So, yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. Mark, what do you think? I love it. Uh, the intro is a little bit of a um, a slog for me, but uh, not enough to drag down an otherwise four minute rager. Okay, fair enough. Chris, what do you think? Uh, you guys are gonna hit me for this. Yeah, I gotta terminate this one. Um, Whoa. I, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. somebody's not in a mood. Yeah, you piss him off. He terminates the whole record. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, you guys threw me off my uh, my uh, my happy uh, happiness with that uh, with your yeah, trying to take why? control of the game earlier. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I this was this was this was this was this was a t this is a tough album. To, I mean, to, to get rid of anything on here. It's just I just from a, more of an. 
objective perspective, I was not, not a fan of James's vocals on this. Again, like I think Mark kind of said, it's just very plotting kind of, but well, yeah, kind of how he delivers. Um, and it's kind of too much in as far as the guitar playing is too much in the kind of the Slayer vein. I mean, Metallica was always their own, even though this was early on, they were always kind of did their own thing. Uh, so I think, yeah, kind of got to dock them a little bit for that too. And, uh, as much as I love the clean intro because it showed where they were going, I just thought that the transition into the heavy wasn't as uh, as kind of as comfortable. Stupid. A little bit, like I said, it just almost like I would have. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have rather. Yeah, I would have rather they have just had that as a separate piece to show. Like, oh, okay, they're okay. James can okay. They they're they're they can play more than just the yeah, just the down picking mm -hmm. E string. Okay, they, they've got some they've got some culture in their musicality. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, just sure. too many weird things here. I gotta. Okay. And this well, is our lot of reluctant to... kills. I, that's a, that's a reluctant kill, but I just yeah, from objectively, I gotta get rid of it. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's move on to track two, title track, "Ride the Lightning." Kevin, what are we giving this one? Giving it a love. Classic track. Agreed. I'll go with the same. I'm gonna give this one a love. It's gonna be hard for me to figure out which one I'm buying for this record. I'm looking down the track list, and I'm like. I don't know which one I'm going to pick, but uh, I think I'll save it for a love for now. Mark, what do you think? Um, I am also in that same predicament. I don't think I'm going to terminate two off this album, although I think there are two that are worthy of it. I don't think I can give an 8.5 and terminate. Although Chris gave an 8.5 and terminated the lead track, so that's I don't think we've ever had that happen before. That's usually the, the bottom of the album that gets terminated. <laughs> Again, that's, that was reluctant, yeah. but yeah, but I had to. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just unusual for uh, um, yeah. the, uh, the you know what we've done so far. But I think this song, this album, what I said before is that it just buries the needle on the cool scale. So I think because I have an extra buy, I might not have had it on this, but ring me up for the title track, Ride the Lightning. Nice. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I, could, I could see that being the case. So, Chris, what do you think? Uh, yeah, big love for this one. Yeah, just a classic intro. Uh, yeah, just very, yeah, just all around great. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think we need to elaborate. It's just a, a thrash classic. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, let's move on over to track four. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm jumping the gun here. Track three, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Big, uh, big live staple with the bass intro. Kevin, what are we giving this one? Hmm, kind of tough because I was really high on this track until Mark talked about it being overplayed in the sports stadiums. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm gonna have to give it a uh, a reluctant squeeze because of that. So yeah, mark me down for a love. Yeah. It just mark Mark's comment brought me down a little bit, and that's not that's not saying it was a good point. It was a good point. So you know, mark me down for a love. Still, it doesn't take it that far down. Yeah, I'm going to echo that entirely. Feel the exact same way. So okay. we'll we'll jump over to Mark. What do you think? Uh, I know it was kind of trash talking the song a little bit. Um, and I prefer other songs with bells uh, in the metal uh, repertoire, I suppose. Um, it's still cool. It's still got the the whole that triplet in the chorus, the time marches on. I mean, that is just super cool, almost as cool as the Ride the Lightning intro. So I think just based on some of the moments in this song, it is too much to flush. It wouldn't fit down in the septic tank with the amount of <laughs> riffage going on in this song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Right. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I am giving this a big old bear hug. Yeah, this is just a great, uh, yeah, a great, again, descriptive kind of story song. And I, yeah, I just, yeah, I love it. Yeah, nothing more to say. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Well, let's move on over to final song of side one, Fade to Black. Uh, maybe the, no, not the intro to acoustic, but uh, the ballad of the record. Kevin, what are we giving this? Uh, I'm going to piss off all the metal heads and buy the ballad. Hey! Nice. <laughs> If you can hear my Yay. clapping, I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ooh, the wishes are the only ones left listening. <laughs> you know what? I, I unashamedly like Phil Collins, and I like Fade to Black. It's, right. it's got my favorite sections lo- on the entire album. You'd, Thank you'd, you. You'd love to have like a meter just okay. to show like what show like part of our, parts of our audience are watching, where you just see it shifting up and down. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We got the <laughs> people. People love people group for this. Yeah, people logged in as the true metalheads, the ballad guys, the yeah, the kind of the eclectic taste. The Phil you just see like a, the, the, the Phil phone Collins. lines are lighting up, people. Yes, Bill Collins, who also like metal. Yeah, I'm sure they're out there. They're, we they're, we can't be the only ones. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I, I I think I'm gonna move this into a warm squeeze territory. Obviously, one of the bigger songs on the album but out of the three i would say main singles for whom the bell tolls being the first one in my opinion uh faded black i don't know if i it doesn't have as much replay value to me um basically it's one you hear all the time and i'm a little bit more annoyed with hearing it than i am of for whom the bell tolls i would think but still you know obviously an undeniable big track so uh you can't really terminate or flush this one so i'll give it a warm squeeze mark what do we think <laughs> Well, I think that you can terminate or flush it, and I'm going to give it the big T. Oh, oh. Savage. I'm sorry, Kevin. Yeah. I'm not sure you can include that on your playlist now because I just terminated a bye. Yeah, um, yeah Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, oh, can you queue okay. up the. Ooh. I could do without ever hearing this song again, honestly. <laughs> I know it's a That's big okay, it, Is this jump level? Is this a jump level termination? Chris terminated uh, jump. <laughs> I no. terminated fade to black. Look, if I, you terminate this from Metallica's existence, you never get load. You never get reload. You get never get nothing else matters. And I think that there's a strong contingent of Metallica listeners that would be just okay yeah. with that. Not saying so I am, but I I think I'm speaking for the unspoken. Well, I guess they're not that unspoken. So you, so you they're very loud and over every internet board. Okay, so they're not unspoken at all. But uh, I'm just saying, maybe on this show, uh, I don't know. Give it the T. Goodbye. All right, Chris, what do you think? And uh, no, I, yeah, this song is, yeah, just too, yeah, just too strong of a, uh, yeah, of a, yeah, just very interesting musically. Uh, again, I like I said earlier, it's got the peaks and valleys as far as the, the instrumentation and the, even the vocal delivery. I mean, you've got the highs and the lows you've got the heavy guitar and you've got the yeah, it's almost like the emotional uh of, of the person at the center of the song is kind of yeah you're kind of you kind of feel the emotions yeah that the, the figure is going through so i i've always yeah appreciated that and again the music is just classic uh, and i will i will admit a little bit yeah that it's, it is kind of overplayed not that i jumped to this but i have to appreciate it for yeah just yeah for yeah just for what it is so yeah big sure. love okay all right well let's move on to Side two, opening up with Trapped Under Ice. Kev, what do we think about this one? Uh, interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, uh, gosh, what do I do? You know what? I'm going to do this. Hey! No. that. Ring him up for a tea. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like the song. <laughs> 
that's all I have to say. Okay. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't bring it to me. It, it doesn't. It just doesn't do anything for me. It's not bad. And when you when you have a song that I can say, oh yeah, it's not bad. No, it's out of here for me. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, I I'm gonna save this one. I think it's cool. I like that it's sort of a deep cut and and is sort of buried in the middle of the record and doesn't get played all the time. But when it does, I think it's I think it's cool. Uh, I don't think there's enough. Uh, I don't think there's really any bad in the song. But I mean, obviously, it's weaker than some of the singles. But I I think it it still kind of covers the bases and you know it's it's stripped down and basic, but it works. I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on. So I will give it a love. Mark, what do you think? Um, hmm. you know, I I think a word I would use to describe the song might be lame. And <laughs> okay, I, yeah. I don't know that you can love something that's lame, but maybe I feel a little bit bad for. I mean, it, it is definitely a weak opener. Yeah. Um, in the sense that it just you know, in terms of the material that is elsewhere on this album, but I don't think I think there's enough intricacy between the band and their performances between this song and the f- next one to have to give this one a love. Nice, I like it, Chris. Okay. What do you think? Uh, yeah, just being one of the total ragers on here, yeah, I gotta give it a love. Um, and again, kind of the yeah, the the yeah, vocal style that kind of james struggled with on the first record as far as screaming those higher notes he's kind of he seems to have more control here yeah. so i gotta so i i like it he's that makes me like it a little bit more yeah so love 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 okay all right awesome well let's uh bring on over to what i considered the black sheep of the album uh not a band favorite but i don't know maybe a favorite of kevin's what do you think it is actually i can't buy this but i'm gonna give it a strong love not gonna dislike my stock is rising song. How could I? No, so. Yeah, pick yeah. this song, everybody. Awesome. And I know I said during the track by track that I felt like trapped under ice was my stock is rising. But I think after some opinions and listening to it in the uh, in the sample earlier, I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna agree with Kevin. Say this is my stock is rising song. I I really like the song a lot. I think it's cool. So I'm gonna give it a strong love as well, Mark. Yeah, bring me some more Motley Crue, Metallica. Definitely a love. <laughs> Awesome, Chris. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I got another love. Uh, again, I love the the massive nice. down picking riff uh, in the verses, and yeah, just a fun song. I mean, we're <laughs> I wouldn't call it a pop song, but I guess as far as early pop Metallica, yeah, uh, it's it's yeah, it's good. <laughs> they didn't go yeah, pop good. in that direction. That was kind of interesting. I can yeah. definitely yeah. hear the record label influence, but I like it. So. It was funny when I when yeah. I read that. Yeah, and I know Alex went a little bit deeper into it. I was like, that was the, the like the song they reluctantly put out as like a single. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. okay. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the record yeah. label has a reason for doing something. Yeah. Right. Let's be honest. I know "Kill 'Em All" was titled that. Uh, you know, it was titled "Kill 'Em All" for a reason of the record label, but yeah, you know. Hey, they made them a hit. Sometimes they say you get a hit because there are none on the album. Not saying that is the case here, but you will find some bands where they're like, get your act together, people. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, let's move it on over to Creeping Death. Kevin, what are we giving this one? I am going to give this a love. I think the way it ends is just, you know, I can say what I say about the, the some of the repeats, but the ending is is one of the most killer endings. Well, it's, I think, the best on this album and one of the best they've ever done. Yeah, agreed. I am going to actually make this my buy 
for Ooh. the record. Uh, I think it's a huge live staple, one that I like playing on guitar. I've always liked it. It is, uh, you know, a single from the record, but out of the three singles, uh, Fade to Black, Creeping Death, and For Whom the Bell Tolls, this is my favorite. has the most replay value for me. I don't ever really get sick and tired of hearing it. Like I said, I love that riff at the end. Da -na -da -na 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 yeah. I mean, I think that riff is so cool. The die, die, you know, big anthemic stadium chant part is great. And yeah, the ending is great. So I'll give it a buy. I, I think it uh, should go on a playlist. Chris, what do you think? Or no, I'm sorry. Am I, we're at Mark, Mark here. Yeah. Mark, Mark. Yeah, because I have a second buy. Ring me up for all those reasons. I don't think there is anything more Metallica than 25, 20,000 mm -hmm. people, whatever, all shouting die in unison. So that is as good as it gets. And I think this might be a little bit of the girl gone bad moment. Uh, ah. The track that should have been mm. the closer. Yeah, I think that's fair. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah this is a big buy for me. I mean, this is one of my favorite songs in general. I mean, this is one of the yeah, songs that really kind of really got me even more into guitar playing. Because, uh, uh, yeah, it's just the, the arrangements, yeah, the riffs yeah, are just yeah, classic. Probably my favorite on the record. Uh, so yeah, my, like 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 Mark said, yeah, nothing more to say. You get Alex, you kind of covered all the bases as far as why why we love the, this song. Sweet. Okay, well let's wrap it up. Your final song <laughs> on the album, Here the, we go. the instrumental, the call of Cthulhu. Kevin, uh, will your your younger self be favorable to this one or not? Uh, well, if anybody's anybody is not, you know, if you're keeping score at home for all of, all of you keeping score at home, you know what's yeah. going to happen here. And no, my younger self cannot <laughs> save it. And I feel like oh, this is just okay. the first of many. Oh, uh, just a flush. Okay. All right. Well, uh, go ahead. I can't and, use an extra terminal. Okay, go ahead and drop the C4 down the pipes for this one for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. It uh, doesn't really do it much for me. Album should have ended with Creeping Death, and let's move on to Mark. Yeah, mentioning Dave, I feel good that I bought Ride the Lightning, and this, of course, I think this embodies the show and why we flush things. Eight minutes and 53 <laughs> seconds. This embodies the word flush. <laughs> um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. of Katina. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, there we go. There it is. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I'm waiting for a negative letter from uh, Dave, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm I'm, this is kind of a reluctant flesh Chris for me. Chris is rubber glove. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not yeah. going to get that. Uh -oh. Quick on the, the finger tree. Yeah, I, I appreciated the symphonic kind of quality of it, but I understand it does kind of plot a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, li I, I, I like the, the intro a lot, and I like how they transcribe it into a heavier, but yeah, that's... But again, like, I think Alex said it earlier, you can't really... It's hard to remember the song, like, specific parts where you can't really um or... The only uh, part I, mean, I remember it, is the stupid part that goes... Bom, ba -na. Yeah, right. So yeah, there, there's, ba -na. there's some kind of cheesy... Yeah, no, there we go. There's some, there we go. Yeah, there, there's Kevin in with, a, with his little comedic... Uh, <laughs> sensibilities there but uh but yeah i i can see why you guys don't like it after if you giving your arguments against yeah <laughs> sure okay All right, so, that uh, closes it out and let's get our opening 30 seconds i think it's an easy submission for me i talked about this earlier that ride the lightning intro do i need to play it does anybody else have any suggestions there's a lot of high moments to this but i'm not uh, sure 
I do have one. And again, in the song that we all bought uh, towards the end there, uh, the uh, die by my hand part with the riff in the Ooh. background, I, th I think is a perfect. I mean, you hear it and it just gets your blood going. It just kind of puts you back in the arena. Like, I think, luckily, except for Kevin, fortunately, I don't think saw them, but yeah, for the rest of us, yeah. I love those Queens Reich like effects to it where you get a die yeah. and then you get a like a, a reverberation and the bottom yeah. of my hand gets in its own little right modulated reverberation. Yeah. I don't know, let's, but, let's, uh, let's let's try this. I guess I could say that uh, James is not a part of that, so I could see in your point, Chris, that the whole band. Alex, Kevin? Yeah, no, Mark, I'm going to back you up on that. I, I totally feel that that could be the opener and, and possibly should be. I mean, it's the title track, and you listen to it, and it's it sort of slowly builds up. I love, I love how the kick drum sort of builds up and then right into that heavy part. I mean, it got me pounding my fist, and if I were to put this podcast on and I heard this, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to get psyched for this episode. So I agree. <laughs> Ooh, I was about to bat Chris, but I'm not sure. Now that she said it's opening the podcast and getting psyched for the episode. Uh, the lack of James singing is really tough, though, because I think he takes a large step forward in this album, and that Die By My Hand is an yeah, indicator of that. It's much Ooh. more iconic. I, I much more know. Yeah, much more. I'm, I, not to drag out the show, but I gotta firmly uh, kind of yeah, position myself. Um, I wasn't expecting to have to fight for that section, yeah, since well, it's kind of like... so yeah. good. Both of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're good. I'm not saying they're not. I mean, again, yeah, the uh, the intro, yeah, uh, yeah, as far as your choice, I know is kind of. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think right, or I think um, that part in Creeping Death, I think, is more as far as uh, kind of encompasses like the whole Metallica fan base. Everybody knows that. Everybody, yeah, I mean, for deep cut Metallica fans, yeah, maybe uh, uh, Ride the Lightning. People, of course, will get it. But yeah, but as soon as you get that part in uh, in Creeping Death, you get the, you get twenty thousand people. Just throwing their fist up in the air, which right. I don't think the other. Right. Yeah. Let's fine. I'll you guys are it. really, you guys are really making me sad that I've never seen this band. Live. Okay, hang on a second before we decide <laughs> on this. Let's just answer the question: Does Dave's contribution to Ride the Lightning help or hurt the argument? I don't, know, I don't think it matters. I, I mean, a good yeah. song is a good song. I mean, I don't think, and he was but technically a member at some where point. this band was, or could be, or might have been. Uh, including I, something from Dave, who is now two albums removed from the uh, our, uh from it. I mean, does it does it help in that that it's you know incredible that you know what 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 artist can you think of that still had contributions two albums down the See, I think it hurts just because this feels like that step forward album, right? And so that Dave is just still that that tying back to the past, and I'm not sure if that's good. Okay, I'm liking these arguments here. I I, I really am. So okay, I will. Uh, I will let my guard down a little bit, and then I could see Creeping Death working as well. If if I ha if there had to be a tiebreaker, I'll be the one that goes to the other side here. Okay. okay. 
Okay. All right. Oh, we got man. our 30 seconds. We got our opener. Hope you enjoyed the new drops. Uh, we'll have more to come. And hopefully, uh, you know, as we get a little bit uh, deeper down the Metallica discography, we'll have um, some good ones, some good uh, new, um, let's let's call it catchphrases, because um, it's, I think, you know, it's only going to get better from here. But before we get on to uh, Master of Puppets and jump to, um, you know, really just a... Um, you know, you can call it sophomore effort, the junior effort from Metallica. Has anybody changed their uh, ratings to refresh? I gave it an 8.5. Probably stick in there. Chris, your 8.5. Alex, your yeah, 8. Kevin, your 8. Yeah, I think we'll stay there, even though Call of Cthulhu kind of fell a little bit for me. Yeah, I but I, I love the, the rest of the I mean, I know I killed off the first song, but it was more again, it was more looking at it from a writing perspective. Not that it's not a probably not, it's not a cool song, but uh, sure. I just I thought it was at least with Call of Cthulhu. I mean, it's a musical piece. I mean, so as, yeah, as over long as it is, I think, yeah, the, the instrumentation, I think, deserved a little bit of a. Yeah. yeah, to live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Alex, you still yeah, have an eight? I'll, I'll stay with an eight. I, I think that's fair. I do, I will say it's more impressive than Kill 'em All. Even though I did say Kill 'em All was my f- third favorite record, it's objectively, I think this is just a better record. It's more impressive. So uh, that's why I'll give it a higher rating. Sure. You know what? I'm going to bump mine to an 8.5. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. It was get getting rid of Call of Cthulhu that bumped it up for him. <laughs> that that it actually it kind of is. Like we were going through it, and I'm like, man, maybe I should have terminated that one instead. But I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with what I did. I but, honestly uh, thought of double terminating, uh, but I can't give an 8.5 to an home that I double terminated. Yeah, that you double terminated. Look, I think this might be the first record. This might be saying something. This might be the first record that we've covered that has everyone has only used one flush every even the best yeah. van halen elms oh wait okay 1984 there was only one flush. this is as as high as 1984 was and this is metallica's second record so at least in terms of our group and our little circle of opinions here we are giving this as much love as we gave van halen's you know i think in a lot of ways many would agree that it is their, their absolute peak so uh, I, commercially I'm gonna, and um go ahead I'm gonna throw out the mark question here. Should they should they have stopped at their peak? <laughs> Album number two. two. We're hanging it off. Oh, yeah. I think no. No, I would say Yeah. I don't know how you, can, how you can uh, I mean there's definitely stuff that might have been better off just being terminated from existence going forward here, but I don't know how you can leave off Master of Puppets and, and Justice for All. I do think there can be an argument made going forward that they could, they could have stopped and it would have been a legendary discography. Um, and we might have that argument uh, in spades later, so we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's much more to say about this album. It definitely is definitive. So uh, yeah, stick around. Uh, Master of Puppets next. And uh, yeah, everybody, stay stay listening. We're going to stay strong for this, and this is going to be a uh, a good episode coming next. Uh, Metallica is uh, just, a, just a really interesting band to dive into, and really from my, uh, you know, from my perspective, almost to get back into because um you know the songs that i like then might not be the songs that i like now so i appreciate the discussion from everybody looking forward to more see you then